they come again to get an item and try it on and have a chat, uh, which really opens the door to, you know, a great customer experience. Some of the stuff blows my mind. Send you a text message, one-click checkout, and then you're gone. Welcome to Add to Cart, the podcast that Express delivers all you need to know in the fast-moving world of e-commerce. Every month, Nathan Bush from 12 High and an e-commerce industry expert will share the news, research and insights that you need to know to keep you at the top of your game. And of course, keep your customers adding to cart. Hello and welcome to Add to Cart. My name is Nathan Bush, host of Add to Cart and strategist at e-commerce consultancy 12 High. My guest today is Lee Hardham from Browse. That's Browse, B-R-A-U-Z, not Browse as we know it. Uh, it's one of those funny new age names that no doubt was made to get the uh, the dot .com at the time. So, Browse, B-R-A-U-Z. I met Lee through Carolyn Breeze, who was one of our previous guests. And Carolyn, when she came to me, she said, Lee's got this brand new solution for omnichannel retail. And I think I might have actually even rolled my eyes at the time because how many of these have we come across trying to connect that online and offline experience only for them to be really clunky uh, and not customer-centric? I had breakfast with Lee in Melbourne, and I must say that after that breakfast, and I quizzed him pretty hard at the time, I was actually blown away by what he was saying around what this thing can do. Since then, we have been able to do it ourselves through our agency, 12 High. We're actually working with a client on it right now. And I think it's one of the best solutions I've seen for a retailer being able to get click and reserve up and running really quickly. Some clients have it up and running within two days. So I'm not going to give away all the secrets now. I want uh, Lee to come on and share the story with you guys, hopefully replicate the breakfast uh, without the... Uh, the beautiful breakfast and coffee that went with it, unfortunately, but here it is. This was actually taken uh, pre-COVID, so we deliberately held this episode off until all physical stores were open again, but I think it's the right time now, especially as we're leading into Christmas, as retailers are thinking about this. So here it is, Lee Hardham from Browse. Thanks to our partner, Shopify Plus and Klarna. Here we go. Welcome to Add to Cart, Lee. Uh, thank you very much for having me, Nathan. Pleasure. Can you firstly tell us about Browse and the problem that you're solving for retailers and customers? Yeah, not a problem at all. So uh, I guess uh, I started Browse seven years ago and started with a focus to solve the journey from digital into physical. Um, so my in my past life before Browse, I worked as an advertising sales manager for News Corp. And while I was working over there, saw that more and more retailers were advertising digital addresses instead of physical addresses. And so, yeah, so I started seven years ago on a journey to try to uh, solve that problem, drive more traffic in store. Yeah. And <laughs> what, where have you evolved to now from the, the, the world of News Corp to retail? Yeah. Where have you evolved to now? Yeah, so uh, today, today we've got a reserve in-store solution, um, but we haven't always been reserve in-store. So, you know, it's taken us some time to get there. We experimented with a number of different technologies. At one stage, we were a marketplace and uh, had a lot of technologies that didn't work and I guess learned from them uh, and made the pivot into providing retailers a reserve in-store solution. Great. So can you give us a little bit of an overview on, from a customer journey perspective, how, how does Reserve in-store work and what does that experience look like? Yeah, so with Reserve in-store, uh, it's just a simple feature that sits on a retailer's website. 
where a customer can go to a product page, find a product they like, then they might not be ready to commit to a purchase at this stage. They want to see the item and try it on. So they click the reserve install button, enter some details in, and that gets sent through to the store for the store to confirm whether that item is available or not. And then they will uh, send an SMS back to the con- consumer uh, confirming that their reservation appointment's uh, set. Gotcha. And then you yeah. wait. Do you give customers a certain time frame to come in that you've got that, that stock reserved for them? Yeah, spot on. So uh, with Reserve in Store, customers book a two-hour time slot um, for them to show up for, for their reservation. Awesome. So obviously there's a fair bit of work here from a retailer's perspective, or more work, sorry, more work than a traditional click and collect model where you're capturing the payment online and then you're just waiting to hand over the goods at the counter. Um, in a reserve in store, you're making appointments, you're making sure the team's ready, that the product's ready, that you're helping through that experience when a customer's trying it on in store. Why, From your experience, why are retailers preferring a, re- a reserve in store model than a click and collect model in some instances i guess when we've we've done reserve and store so we've actually we've implemented both solutions so we've implemented click and collect and reserve in store solutions for retailers and seen some pretty exciting statistics statistics on both of them i guess one of the biggest things that i think drives reserve in store versus a click and collect uh, experience is we've seen you know with click and collect uh, consumers will come in and 50 percent of them will buy additional items um, so you're looking at, you know, 1.5 items per customer come in. And with Reserve in Store, uh, what's really exciting to see is we're seeing, you know, some of our retailers as high as 2.5 items per customer coming in. And so, you know, really we, we think that as a consumer, and um, you, you might be able to relate to this as well, that when I walk into a store, if I come in and the goods are there and they're packed and bagged, as in with a click and collect, once I grab that item, my shopping journey at that store is over. Whereas with Reserve in store, they're coming in uh, to get an item and try it on and have a chat, uh, which really opens the door to, you know, a great customer experience. So, you know, with Reserve in store, we see that their shopping journey begins, um, whereas, you know, with Click and Collect, as they pick up their item, their shopping journey ends. Yeah, that's really interesting. So it's not just about product availability and securing that item. It's also kind of about securing an experience or securing um, the experience of the, the staff or the team members there to make sure that you're looked after when you get into store as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. When we've introduced our technology to retailers and to stores, we're really giving them the foundation so they can create a great experience for customers as they come in. And it's really up to the you know the retailer to how they want to utilize that in store, whether they want to offer a premium service, how they interact with the customer and offer, you know, complimentary items as they come in. But yeah, it's really, you know, with reserve in store, it's really the beginning of their shopping journey. Can you give us an example of one of your clients who are using Browse for reserve in store and what that customer journey looks like? Yeah, not a problem. You know, one of the one of the our early adopters or our first adopter was uh, Forever New, uh, and still is. And so, uh, with a customer going into Forever onto the Forever New website, uh, they find a product, the size that's available in that product. Um, then they select the nearby store, and Reserve in Store talks to inventory for the retailer. Um, so the button appears. Customer uh, selects that button, books that uh, reservation time slot. And then the customer receives a SMS saying that their item has been confirmed. When the customer walks into the store, all they do is simply walk up to the counter, 
and have a chat to the staff member to say that they've got a, a reservation. And then the staff is getting that item, offering it to that customer. And then uh, what we're hoping is happening in a lot of these stores and, you know, Forever New, you know, do it quite well, offer them a complimentary item, you know, to say that looks great with to match it and then off they go. And is that just done on um, the staff's knowledge of what goes well with what or is there anything more intelligent behind that? Uh, so, yeah, so right now we're, we're uh, leveraging off the staff's knowledge and, you know, uh, I guess we're working with a number of different, you know, technologies for recommendation systems that are out there to leverage that inside of our technology. Uh, right now it's all on the expertise of the staff in store. But, yeah, definitely looking at uh, ways that we can, you know, add new innovations to our tech. That's brilliant. Such a great customer offer or a customer option on top of everything else. And Forever New, it's not a small retailer. <laughs> no, no, we're very, we're very lucky to have them on board. In these challenging times for retailers, the last thing you want to worry about is your tech stack. To survive, you need a commerce platform that just works and can help you move forward with confidence. In this free guide from Shopify Plus, learn what questions to ask, who to trust, and how to choose the right commerce platform for your business. Download your copy at shopifyplus.online forward slash platform guide. That's shopifyplus.online forward slash platform guide. Let's put our propeller hats on for a little bit and let's just talk a little bit about the tech setup because don't you know anything that connects with an online store to an in-store pause is <laughs> normally fraught with danger and <laughs> it's pretty hard to open up that Pandora box normally. Tell us about from a technical perspective, how do you bring this on board for retailers in the most simple form? Yeah, so I think what you touched on there about any technology that taps into in-store inventory can be fraught with danger. You know, back when we first started, we started as a marketplace and the thing that actually almost killed us was tapping into store-based inventory. You know, we know firsthand of the danger that tapping into that can represent, but we've taken the philosophy, I guess, from and the learnings from that into our technology. So, Every, all of our, basically our code that gets added onto a website is technology agnostic from the first point. Um, so it works with any e-commerce platform. And then what we did, because we know that retailers, you know, especially here in Australia, are on varying levels of inventory sophistication. And so we've made our, our script uh, really adaptable to depending on where that retailer is and, and give, you know, giving them the ability to evolve over time and our script will evolve with them. So, for example, you know, some retailers have uh, visibility on store-based inventory through their website. Uh, we tap into that and make the button dynamically appear based on their stock. If they don't have that level of sophistication and they're down to a stock indicator, you know, low, high, um, no stock, we can make the button dynamically appear based on that. And then all the way down to, you know, if they don't have inventory available, you know, we've got an exciting innovation coming out with a new retailer uh, who's going live with us very, very soon who don't have inventory visibility, but we're tapping into their store-based inventory via our platform, our command center. So, yeah, so we're constantly innovating in that space and, you know, working with retailers across all levels. Awesome. And so from a staff experience perspective, are they getting alerted to the upcoming appointments on through POS or are they getting alerted through a personal device? Yeah, so we we work through um, personal devices as well as desktop. 
whether the retailer has a you know iPad tablet, if they've got iPods uh, in store, or they just run off a desktop, the alerts get triggered to them via you know multiple mediums, as well as you know whenever a reservation comes in, they're sent email alerts as well. One of the things, I guess, one of the learnings that we took out of last year was, you know, we want to try to drive that behavior in store so that they're checking and they're reacting in time to customer reservations. So we've, uh, we set up daily reports, which says if a retailer has a reservation sitting there that they haven't actioned, it makes them go in there and action those reservations. And then we've got a, uh, what we call the naughty list. So if any reservations expire, that sort of gets elevated up the chain. And since adopting that, we saw about a 10% increase in our conversion and a, you know, increase in, in response time as well. So, yeah. It's such a key point, isn't it? Like any solution that requires change of business process or priorities in store, whether it's click and collect, getting an order ready in 30 minutes or reserve in store or even ship from store, like normally the hard part isn't the technology, it's changing the behavior of the in-store team and making sure they're really clear on priorities. What are some of the key things that you've seen to change in-store behavior to be able to service that online customer as well as the physical customer? Yeah, uh, I think that's a really, really good question because when you when you talk to a lot of retailers, there is uh, sometimes a bit of a hesitation in there to adopt new technology because of the staff and having them adopt a new behavior. That's one of, I guess, one of our key focuses is that uh, when we're talking about a, a reserve online um, to try and store, what we're doing is we're setting out basically an, an operation plan that that sits in within what they normally do, for example, like a, a, a holds process. So, you know, if they've got a standard process in the way that they would facilitate holds, we want to fit within that framework. And then I think one of the key things about our technology that we introduce into stores is it has to be extremely user-friendly and, you know, really, really simple. So when somebody comes in and they see that there's a reservation there, they know exactly what to do and how to action it, really simple commands. So, you know, we, tr- we try to make sure that everything is extremely user-friendly. And so far, all the feedback we've had from, from stores has been really, really positive about that experience. So, yeah, just try to make it easy. That's really smart because it's so important to make it easy for the customer, but also important for the, for the team member who's going to make that experience great. There was an article on the New York Times recently about Old Navy staff in the US. Yeah. And one of the workers came out and said, we've actually got seven apps on our phone that we have to service, as well as the customers that are in front of us lining up for registers. There's seven apps of other ways that customers could be interacting with us, whether it is that reserve in store, click and collect, ship from store, (laughs) (laughs) ask us a question, all that stuff. So that attention, like that attention for that retail staff member is becoming so important that if you don't make it easy for them to action, it's just going to fall over and the customer experience is going to be shot, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so when we, when we're, uh, I guess, uh, deliver reserve in store out to our retailers, we send some of our staff into their stores to see how they're going. So we kind of secret shop our own, uh, retailers that jump on the platform, which looks a bit weird when I walk into a forever new store, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> we just do what we got to do. But, um, it's been great. Uh, one of the pieces, well, first pieces of feedback that we got, uh, when we went live with one of our retailers and I won't, I won't name the platform that they were using on there, but they said that ours was amazing to use and way easier 
then, you know, processing orders from the e-commerce platform they were on. Um, so, you know, we took that as a little checkbox and said, okay, well, we're doing things a little bit easier here. What else can we do to make it easier? When retailers start talking to you, do they see reserve in store as an addition to an option like click and collect or do they see it as an alternative to click and collect? Great question. And uh, it's one that we uh, com- combat regularly. I think when retailers hear reserve in store, their mind instantly goes to click and collect. And it's an education piece uh, that when we sit down in front of retailers that we try to guide them through. So right, right now we've got retailers that use click and collect and reserve in store. And we've also got retailers that just use reserve in store. Yeah, one of the big, I guess, the barriers for us is that education piece that depending on who we're, we're talking to as well, sometimes uh, when they look at click and collect, they feel like reserve in store is going to rob from it and you can't have one living with the other. So, yeah, when we talk to retailers, the first question that we ask them is, uh, have they seen any decline in their click and collect uh, after adopting reserve in store? And I guess one of the most exciting you know, metrics that we see is that uh, they've, they tell us it's a hard no, um, no decline to click and collect and increased in conversion from reserve in store. So it's re- really exciting. I think it just validates that the reserve in store customer is a customer that is earlier in their decision cycle. And so they're unsure, they're not ready to commit to a purchase, but they want to know the product's going to be there so they can try it on. And that begins that experience, whereas someone ready to, to click and collect knows the item they wanted and they just want to go there and pick it up and go. It's an interesting way of looking at metrics, right, because a sale is a sale. And yeah. you kind of look at people like Super Retail Group have come out and said 60% of our online sales is actually click and collect. Um, but it actually yeah. doesn't matter at the end of the day if it's all kind of contributing and you're not losing market share to other retailers. Yeah. Customers are choosing a channel of their choice. If it results in a sale, it's fantastic. It shouldn't really matter if it cannibalizes from other channels. Yeah, uh, and what? I think I think I think you're spot on with that. But you know, it's strange because we've come into an age where e-commerce platforms have come up, and uh, the goal of a uh, e-commerce website is to capture a sale, right? And so what stemmed from, you know, the, the boom in e-commerce is that, you know, you've, got a, you've normally got a store-based P&L and then you've got an e-commerce-based P&L. And uh, everybody works towards KPIs that they've got to achieve. And so, you know, when you've got an e-commerce-based P&L, um, you're trying to convert that customer to a sale, right? And you'd be, you'd be very familiar in this, in this territory. And, you know, I think one of the, one of the barriers that you have to overcome when you're having a chat to, to retailers is that, you know, working for a, a true omni-channel KPI and what is that omni-channel KPI driving those sales, you know, it doesn't matter where the P&L sits really. Yep. And I can imagine that you're having a lot of these conversations in the stage that you're at. You've got some great retailers on, already on board and you'd be fielding a lot of inquiries about other retailers who are looking to, to dabble or, or at least give it a shot. Yep. What metrics are retailers using to know if reserve in store is successful for them? We provide really transparent metrics on, on, I guess, conversion rate and try to tap into things like loyalty as well as POS data. And then that way we can, we can show what the real rate to purchase is for customers. I think when we're talking to, to retailers, there's really, there's really two numbers that come into play. 
And one is the conversion of a customer to make a reservation from their website. So, you know, how many customers online are reserving items and what percentage of their customer base is that on a monthly basis. And then it's, you know, how many of them are converting to purchase. And then if you want to add the other layer on top of that, it's, you know, how many items are they buying when they come in for a purchase or, mm. or when they're purchasing. Um, so really they're the, I guess, the three metrics that we sort of work with with, with retailers. Are you able, and, and you may not be able to, are you able to yeah. give us benchmarks around any of those? Yes, yeah, yeah, for sure. So when we look, you know, we, I guess we benchmark ourselves as a business as well. So all of our innovation is based on those, on on our benchmarks because ultimately uh, ROI for re- uh, retailers is ROI for us. So when we look at uh, how many, the percentage of uh, consumers purchasing on a website generally sits at around 2 to 3% for, for most retailers, whereas we're seeing um, the percentage of customers reserving items um, sometimes getting as high as 2% itself. Um, so, you know, we're looking at, if you're looking at customer conversion uh, on a website, we're almost doubling conversion for some retailers on that on that perspective. We sort of benchmark ourselves that if it's sitting at, you know, anywhere between about 0.5% up, we're delivering a good result on that end. Then we look at it uh, compared with, well, for in-store purchases that if we're achieving over a 50% purchase rate from all bookings, and that includes, uh, I guess, reservations that come through where they say the item is unavailable, so even including that, mm. then we're generating a good return for customers on that end. Brilliant. And yeah. what kind of dropout rate do you see in that part of the funnel where people reserve but don't turn up into store? Uh, so it's really, really low. We're seeing um, so there's some pretty pretty crazy metrics on some of the retailers that we've got. But normally we see that maybe it's about 10% dropout and do, do a no-show yep. uh, from a confirmed reservation. But yeah, we've seen uh, with some of our retailers with rates as high as you know ninety percent converting to purchase, which is which is pretty crazy on the upper end. But most of them sit around you know that sort of you know fifty percent mark. Cool. And I know we're kind of going backwards a little bit, but I just wanted to ask you: right. Do most retailers dedicate someone in store to look after reserve in store and make that a really great experience, or do they make sure that all their team are trained up for that? Uh, Look, we, it's just been part of the, I guess, the regular day-to-day um, actions of staff from Reserve Install. There's been conversations around evolving that experience with some of the retailers into, you know, do they have a stylist who's handling those reservations and they can really specialise in that all the way to things like, you know, we've had questions asked to us if we can integrate their customer loyalty programs to see if they're premium customers and, or a gold customer to see where they sit so then they can offer a, you know, a better service to those customers. So right now it's all general day-to-day, yep. but I guess, you know, retailers using the platform are seeing how they can evolve it. There's such a really strong differentiation opportunity there, isn't there? Like I've worked with retailers before and gone, wouldn't it yeah. be great if we could set up a reservation where we have physios available or we have brewers available or we have stylists available so when customers can book online and then know when they come in they can have 10 to 15 minutes with someone who's an expert in this area um, and that's another way where this can go from just a product level to a whole new experience right yeah absolutely and I think when we when we look at retail we look at uh, the key strengths of the retail store one being the location and two is the people inside it 
And, uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm shopping, I always wear, you know, white or black T-shirts. If I'm going to go and get a white or black T-shirt, I can probably order it online. Or if I walk into a store and there's a white or black T-shirt, you know, I'm comfortable in buying it. But going outside of that realm, if I, there's a shop assistant there and they help me, uh, they help me make that decision and make that purchase, or, you know, all the way to, you know, electrical goods or uh, camping goods, whatever it is, if you've got that person there and that professional who can talk to you inside of the store, they help you make great decisions and the right decision for a purchase. So it's definitely a great avenue to grow and really, you know, I guess bring back that human connection in stores. Klarna is the payment solution built with retailers in mind. Each Klarna transaction comes with seller protection and is paid in full at dispatch. There's no waiting for funds that you've already worked hard for. Customers love Klarna too. The streamlined UX at checkout is proven to boost customer loyalty, drive repeat purchases, and increase average order value. To get started with Klarna today, visit klarna.com.au forward slash business. That's klarna.com.au forward slash business. So let's take a moment just to zoom out a little bit. Um, we've yeah. talked a lot about your solution and reserve, reserve in store in general, which has been fantastic. Which retailers are you seeing around the world that are doing a fantastic job at connecting an online experience with an in-store experience? Yeah. Uh, so I think, you know, we've, we've looked at a few uh, different examples over the years of retailers that are really, you know, using technology to enhance a customer's experience. One that we used to pay, pay a lot of attention to was Neiman Marcus back when we had a, our marketplace. Um, so Nima Marcus introduced, uh, they had the ability for you know people to come and reserve items as well as buy items and then had a personalised journey for them when they w- walked into the store. And very much, you know, going back three years ago when we launched the marketplace, the personalised marketplace, we used to compare our uh, experience to the Neiman Market ex- it, uh, experience and what we delivered there. So I think those guys do some some pretty cool stuff. You know, I think when you're looking in inside of retailers, one of the exciting things that you're seeing get adopted more and more is that, you know, the experience of you might walk into a retailer and they've got like the cafe set up um, so you can go in there and you can have a nice coffee and you can have a chat to somebody and then you go through, you know, experiences that uh, I think are, are just more than retail and they work towards people and I guess they're in touch with people on that level of some of the exciting experiences that we're seeing out there at the moment. Yeah, cool. I love the Neiman Marcus example. Like they've been such a pace setter for that, um, especially in that luxury goods segment. It's uh, When I look at it as well, I go, there's that whole thing where we really want to have this engaged uh, experience with our customers where we're spending 15 to 20 minutes talking to them. We're giving them a coffee. We're giving them a drink. They're kind of like our friends and I think that's fantastic for some retailers yeah. and some types of customers, but there are some customers who just go, I know what I want. Yeah. Just give me that. I want to make sure it fits. Let me get out as well. And that in itself is also a great experience, right? Yeah, it's spot on. And I think it's, you know, when you're looking at a great experience, it's that, it's that person-to-person connection on one end or it's that in and out convenient experience, right? I think one of the important things as a, as a retailer is is being able to cater to both of them. And so if you know that you've got a customer and they're time poor, for them to be able to go in and pick up an item or know where their item is and go through and get that quickly and then leave um, really caters to them. Or if you can know a little bit about a customer when they get into the store, 
and you know what they like and and you can see what they want or at least, you know, for the very least known by name so you can give them that human connection. You know, I think you can really, as a retailer today, cater to both of those experience using technology. Yeah, nice. And you mentioned before that um, some of the metrics that you measure can be linked to loyalty for a retailer. Yeah. Can you give us any examples of how retailers you've worked with have linked that to loyalty data or, or the metrics they've got out of that? Uh, yeah, so I think that retailers are getting smarter and smarter with their loyalty programs and the way that they... I guess, interact with customers in store to help grow that loyalty. You know, we've got uh, a retailer that collects email addresses um, from their customers when they come in, and that really helps us with their loyalty data match up the reservations to it so that we're able to give them some really robust analytics. You know, I think, yeah, it was one of the retailers we saw when matching up that loyalty data and seeing, you know, how many were new to coming to the loyalty program through things like a um, reserve in-store solution uh, or something like, you know, 38% of them were new to the brand. And, you know, you, when you see um, statistics like that, it's really, really exciting. Hmm. And then, you know, I think because loyalty is a whole a whole another area, right, and it's a whole exciting place for retailers to, to grow sales. So I think that's pretty cool. Cool. And Taking another step out, what do you see the future being for reserve in store, click and collect? Like some of the stuff blows my mind. Like Deliveroo, yeah, food delivery service now now has click and collect. Yeah. So it was originally for people who were too lazy to leave their house, but now they're going. Actually, these people are saying that I can do a better job of going down the road and getting this than <laughs> your drivers can. I just want the the app. So yeah. from your point of view. What kind of innovations do we expect to see in this reserve in-store click-and-collect space in the next five years? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, what we're going to see is an enhanced in-store experience and uh, the experience becoming uh, more frictionless. One of the areas where we're, where we're really innovating and, and moving towards is, you know, you used uh, Deliveroo as, as the example and getting rid of that uh, $8 delivery fee to go down the road and pick it up themselves. It's a, you know, it's a pretty good experience. But we look at very much the Uber experience as when you order an Uber, uh, you get in and you go somewhere, you get out. It's really convenient and easy. And, you know, we look at that as you're reserving a car in that aspect. Um, so similar to how you would reserve an item in a retailer. And then, you know, they've used, they've used, uh, I guess, technologies like tokenized payments, which means that you don't have to trigger a payment. It's when you get out at your location that triggers the payment. You know, we're looking at evolving that experience to how do we bring payments into it and how do we make that a frictionless journey? So you can reserve your item in store, go in there, have a look, try something on. The shop assistant can add it to your bag, send you a text message, one click checkout, and then you're gone. You know, that's the next innovation where we're going. But I think when you look in the, the click and collect and reserve in store area, so that clicks to bricks area, there's a whole heap of, you know, innovations that you can look at in terms of personalization, knowing your customer, knowing what they want to do when they get in and, you know, offering them a elevated customer experience. Brilliant. Yeah. So if a customer is listening to this or a retailer is listening to this and going, I'd I wouldn't mind giving that a shot. What are the key things from your point of view that you think a retail has a good foundation from to actually give Reserve in Store a trial? Yeah. Uh, So as long as obviously, you know, they've got physical locations and a website, that's always always a key to it. (laughs) If they've got a stock indicator on their site 
it's not necessary. You know, we can help work with retailers if they don't. But if they've already got it there and they're already doing it, uh, for us, it's really easy to plug in on the front end. They could be up in, you know, half an hour to two hours in terms of the staging of the code and having that experience so they can see it. On any platform? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, we've worked uh, across multiple platforms now, just working on making add-ons to them. But, yeah, we work across every single platform and it would be no more than two hours. And then in terms of in-store, you know, having internet connectivity is obviously a, a big tick and a need. And you don't necessarily need devices, but as long as you've got a desktop there to process your reservations, you're okay. And outside of that, that's all you really need to, to kick off and get started. We're actually working with and collaborating with some shopping centers and things like that as well to help retailers who want to adopt the technology and, for instance, don't have access to Wi-Fi and things like that as well. Um, so, we're, you know, getting supported by some of those guys as well. So anyone who wants to have a chat to us and doesn't and don't have internet, we can still help you. So Brilliant, just not on email because I won't. Able to contact you if they don't have internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a call. Phone call, <laughs> call a pigeon. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. So on yeah. that note, Lee, where can people find out more about Browse and contact yourself? Uh, yeah, so if you go to browse.com, it's spelled B-R-A-U-Z.com, you can get in contact with us there or feel free to, yeah, hit me up on LinkedIn, uh, Lee Hardham, uh, Hardham. Um, happy to talk to anyone who wants to get involved. Lovely. Thank you for sharing your story and also how return in store, uh, reserve in store. I keep calling it return in store. How reserve <laughs> in store works and limit, limit, limited returns with our reserve in store. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even touch on returns, did we? we didn't Maybe there's that top bear. You can never get, you can <laughs> never get the uh, returns out of a retailer's head. A retailer will always be thinking about returns, right? Well, yeah. If they if they adopt reserve install, then they'll lower their returns as well. So, yeah, <laughs> it'll help get it out. <laughs> what? Beautiful. Thank you very much, Lee. Um, appreciate everything that you've shared today. Uh, thank you very much for having me, Nathan. Now, this is in no way a paid spot, but I think Browse is a really interesting solution to connect that online and offline experience. And from our experience so far, the implementation lives up to the promised experience. And it is so fantastic to see teams like Browse from Australia with Australian teams helping Australian retailers get their omnichannel solutions up and running. So if you're interested in learning more about Browse, contact Lee uh, directly. His details are in the show notes or reach out to me and I'll put you in touch. If you're after uh, more e-commerce insights, research and case studies, sign up to my weekly newsletter, High Five Friday, where I read all the e-commerce news throughout the week and then send you the best bits on Friday morning. You can sign up at 12high.com.au forward slash high five. That's H-I-G-H number five, not letter five. We'll send it every Friday. Also, we are also looking for more guests on Add to Cart. If you know anyone doing great things in Australian e-commerce, especially some of our fantastic retailers, I'd love an introduction so we can line up a chat. If you think they're interesting, let me know and let's take that story out to the world. Until next time, thanks for listening and keep adding to cart. <laughs>